you are listening to Pursumedia Minutes. Here is the bottom line and above, from Pursumedia Weekly Newsletter, published on September 13, 2023. To sign up for our Iran Weekly Newsletter and learn more about our advanced AI solutions, please check out our website at www.pursumedia.com. Vanity of vanities. Is there a second Iran out there and we weren't informed? Some sort of even more evil doppelganger of the Islamic Republic, perhaps called Iran, that is about to overrun the Middle East? It sure seems like it, judging by some of the stuff we are reading about Iran these days. One recent article in a respected journal darkly intoned that, thanks to the unstinting support of Russia and China, the Nizam is in a triumphant mood and feeling more powerful and more secure than it ever has. Really? What Iran are you looking at, because the one we see isn't quite so full of itself and sanguine as such articles portray? We get it. The Islamic Republic withstood the challenge of the protests a year ago. Its oil exports to China are up, and it is selling UAVs to Russia. It's joined the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and has been invited to that perennially trendy BRICS grouping. Relations have been restored with Saudi Arabia. It's negotiated regulated access to some $6 billion of the estimated $100 billion in Iranian assets frozen in foreign banks by U.S. sanctions. Iran has a growing inventory of missiles, and just this past summer a two-ship flotilla of the Iranian Navy completed a circumnavigation of the world, thus matching what the Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan accomplished 600 years ago. The Nizam has had a run of successes this past year, but that doesn't mean Tehran has the world on a string. The Iran we see is vexed by numerous problems and the prevalent mood reflected in the Iranian media is far from triumphant. An AI-driven analysis of the sentiment in the approved Iranian media, produced by Persomedia's AI firm Quantum Politics, shows that in the first week of September there was a noticeable increase in the level of pessimism in Iranian media towards the issues of stability, legitimacy of the system, and economic policies in comparison to the previous weeks. Apparently, the chattering classes in Iran are not feeling quite as powerful and secure as we think they should be. One reason for such pessimism is that Iranian analysts and commentators are questioning whether Iran's much-touted, look east, policy, its alignment with Russia and China, is all that wise. Last month at least three different principalist intellectuals judged Iran's reliance on Russia and China to be ill-conceived and out-of-date, insufficiently flexible, and blind to the differences between Russia and China that made a sustainable partnership with them difficult if not infeasible. This past week, the IRGC-affiliated Javan published analysis of China's policy in Africa, explaining it as a kind of economic colonization, making African states dependent on China through debt traps. Javan still sees China as a rising power with much to admire, but also warns of the risk of becoming dependent on the Chinese. Javan also noted the limitations of Russian power in the Southern Caucasus in an article that fretted over what it perceived as Armenia's growing tilt towards the West, as Russia has been unwilling or unable to defend Armenia against an increasingly aggressive Azerbaijan, backed by Turkey and Israel. As reported this past week in the Persumedia Daily Summary, Tehran has grown more concerned as Azerbaijan presses Armenia for more concessions on Nagorno-Karabakh and for the opening of the Zangezor Corridor 
which would connect Azerbaijan to its exclave Nakhchivan and also cut Iran off from direct land connections with Armenia. At least one Iranian pundit has suggested that Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has secured Moscow's acquiescence in another Azerbaijani attack on Nagorno-Karabakh. Others are warning about the possibility of Iran being forced to take military action if Azerbaijan attempts to force changes to the borders in the southern Caucasus. Unconfirmed reports in Israeli and Kuwaiti media say that Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei has authorized such intervention, but for now the government of President Ibrahim Raisi is relying on diplomacy to try to defuse the rising tensions. Iran may indeed perceive vital interests at stake in the southern Caucasus that it must defend with military force, but Iranian commentators, both conservative and reformist, worry that Iran may be sucked into a conflict that would provide opportunities for Israel and the West to destabilize Iran. Even Iran's rapprochement with Saudi Arabia and the GCC, a not insignificant achievement that helps reduce pressure on the Nizam, has begun to lose some of its initial shine. Although both Iran and Saudi Arabia have finally exchanged ambassadors, a recent GCC statement has rejected Iran's claims to sovereignty over three disputed Persian Gulf islands, its claims to a share of gas field whose borders have been defined by Saudi Arabia and Kuwait, and insisted that diplomatic engagement with Iran must include discussions on its nuclear program as well as broader regional security issues. This does not mean the China-brokered detente is unraveling, although Tehran once again rejected out-of-hand Arab claims to the three islands, but it does highlight how the Islamic Republic is going to have to make some compromises if it expects to sustain improved relations and generate significant trade and investment with the Gulf Arabs. The point of all this is not that Iran is besieged and on the verge of collapse, far from it. But its overdeveloped hard power and vaunted, strategic depth, are of limited utility to Iran in dealing with the troubles and threats that it faces in its immediate region. In this space last week, we discussed how Afghanistan has become a chronic migraine that Iran has to manage, and despite all its cajoling, blandishments, and threats, Tehran has yet to get the Taliban to open the sluices of its dams on the Helmand River. That is not an anomaly. Peering at Iran from Washington and looking through the lens of our own flawed policies and the limits of American power, we tend to imagine that the Iranians must be doing bat flips that would make Fernando Tatis blush. But from the vantage point of Tehran, they are just muddling through and paying a high price for their revolutionary vocation. As noted in the Pursumedia Daily Summary, in supposedly triumphant Iran, analysts are writing articles about the Islamic Republic's diminishing geopolitical importance and its entropy. They are measuring Iran's policies and performance against Iran's peer competitors, Saudi Arabia and Turkey, and rather than crowing about the success of the Islamic Republic, they see an Iran that is rigid, out of date, and falling behind. Pursumedia provides media research, open-source intelligence, AI-driven analytics, and strategic communications consultancy. For more information about our advanced AI solutions or to subscribe to Pursumedia products and services, please get in touch with us.